Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination. It's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned, to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in the trail. Today, I want to share my story. Now, this one was a little hard for me because I, I wasn't really sure how to start, what to include, and what was the most important thing for you to know. So the best way I could think of to begin is to tell you that I was married for 14 years. I had four children when I found out my husband was having an affair. The betrayal did not start or end there. Once the affair came to light, Little by little, more secrets found their way to the surface. Things that were hidden and done throughout the marriage. Things like attending strip clubs, drinking alcohol, and engaging in pornography and masturbation. I soon learned and discovered that my husband's affair was far bigger than simply falling in love with someone else. His affair was a product of sexual addiction. I didn't know or understand that at first, but because I sought help and education, I learned that there is in fact a difference. The first place I ever heard the term sexual addiction was from my therapist. I started therapy three years before my husband's affair. I felt our marriage was struggling and I wanted to get help, but my husband refused to go with me. So I went by myself, hoping that at least I could get better and maybe that could help my marriage too. Because I didn't know anything about sex addiction, porn, masturbation, trauma, or abuse, I had no idea I was actually in a toxic and abusive marriage. It wasn't until later that I learned that my husband's behavior was manipulative, abusive, and extremely self-interested. Meanwhile, I didn't know I was self-deprecating, codependent, and I completely lacked boundaries. I thought we had a very typical marriage and that every marriage or long-term relationship faced the same challenges and issues we faced. The hard part is to some degree that is true which is why it was so hard to know and see it. I didn't know the difference between normal, selfish human behavior and manipulative, harmful, and destructive behavior. Now, fast forward to the affair. Three months before I learned of the affair, my husband and I separated. I had felt we had drifted too far apart and our marriage needed help. When I approached my husband to engage and work on our marriage, his response was, I don't know if I want to. I couldn't understand how he wasn't willing to try. And because he had no intention of working on our marriage, I told him that he needed to move out until he showed up and worked for his family. The separation was a desperate hope that he would see how serious I was, be devastated, 
and come home. Unfortunately, our separation only gave him more space and opportunities to dive deeper into his affair. When I finally learned that the affair had started nearly six months previously, I truly believed my marriage was over. I had always told myself that I would never stay if my husband cheated on me. But the harsh reality of breaking up my family, starting over, becoming a single mom, all became much more real. Therefore, when my husband asked me to give me to give him a chance to make it right, to finally fight for me, of course I would try. My entire life, I have, all I have ever wanted was someone to fight for me because they saw how valuable I was. However, living in betrayal was a lot harder than I thought, and I quickly came to understand I needed help. That was the first point I returned to my counselor I'd seen three years before And it was then I began to learn more about betrayal and sexual addiction. Sexual addiction often starts with another kind of addiction first. It often starts with pornography and grows into something more. Sexual addiction can be defined as an intense focus on sexual fantasies, urges, or activities. Because this focus becomes so intense, it cannot be controlled thus causing distress or harm to one's health, relationships, career, or other aspects of one's life. To have a sexual addiction does not necessarily mean that the sex addict just can't get enough sex, but simply their sexual desires, fantasies, and urges cannot be controlled. My husband's affair continued, and he was not able to stop no matter how much damage it caused to not only me and our relationship, but also his relationship between his mistress and then her relationship with her husband and the six children it affected. Many, many people were hurting, and yet the urges were so intense that he could not stop, even though he said he wanted to. Not only that, but my husband's job suffered, his health and his faith. But the affair continued another nine months after the initial exposure. It continued after he promised me to make it right and to do everything he could to fight for me and our family. It continued after I told him I would file for divorce unless he stopped. It continued after a three-day intensive recovery retreat for couples with dealing with infidelity. That is when I began to see, let's call it sex addiction red flags. The first one I realized was his inability to stop. Then as I continued therapy, I also began to learn how to recognize addictive behavior and what real recovery and redemption behavior looks like. I had to learn to watch and believe his behavior over his promises and words to me. That was so hard because I wanted to believe him. I wanted to hear all the things he was telling me and I deeply wanted the words to be true. That is how he kept me on the hook. He would tell me everything I wanted and needed to hear, but his actions were not matching his words. Red flag number two. I wanted him to choose me, and I can't adequately describe how I felt like I did everything I could think of to try and save my marriage. I was desperately hoping that if my husband actually knew and understood the damage that he was causing, or if I gave him just a little more time, or 
if he could get the right counseling or join the right support group, then we would survive this. I thought if I could seduce him and have sex with him, then he wouldn't be able to leave me. I purposely did things that I knew would hurt me, hoping it would save us somehow. Unfortunately, none of that could save our marriage. My husband continued in his destructive, addictive behavior, and I finally reached a point that I could no longer ignore it. Red flag number three. Therefore, after almost an entire year of hoping for a miracle, I stood in front of a judge and ended my 15 years of marriage with whom I always thought would be my eternal companion. I did not get a divorce because I wanted to hurt him. I did not get a divorce because I was angry, and I definitely did not get a divorce because I wanted it. The only reason I got divorced was because I could not continue in the relationship the way it was, and he could not or was not willing to implement change in any of his behaviors in order to keep me from leaving. Therefore, divorce was my last option and I ultimately had to face that. With help from my Heavenly Father and my Savior Jesus Christ, I was able to let go of something I never thought I would. The year leading up to my divorce took what felt like everything from me. It took the last 15 years of my life. It took my marriage, my livelihood, my home, my stability, my ability to trust anything or anyone, including myself. It took time away from my kids. It took my sanity. It took my joy. It took my self-worth. And it nearly took my faith. At one point, I had to wonder if God even existed at all. I felt I'd been abandoned and was left completely on my own. I was a hollow, empty shell. Nothing more than a walking corpse. I struggled to do anything. Even getting out of bed was hard. I lost weight because I didn't eat. I couldn't sleep and I was not the mom I wanted to be. I struggled to know what was true, how to move forward, or if I should move forward. That year caused me to question everything. I was terrified to get a divorce because what if it was the wrong choice? What if my now ex-husband finally stepped into recovery and I watched him become the man I always wanted him to be? But I gave up, and I left. Twice, I had to stand in front of a judge to end our marriage, but the first time, I couldn't do it. I wasn't ready, and I had to go back three months later. I filed for divorce, hoping it would be the wake-up call to end all the madness. Unfortunately, that was not the result I got. Addiction was in control of my husband, and I hated him for choosing his addiction. I fought so hard to not let bitterness and anger take over my every thought and decision because all I felt was angry and bitter. It wasn't fair. However, the silver lining to losing everything is the ability to start over. I joined a 12-step recovery group for sexual addicted spouses. I read books, joined online courses, and I met with my therapist regularly. Through all these different avenues, I began to learn who I was, but more importantly, who I truly wanted to be. I could restructure my life and my behavior in whatever way I felt best. The best way I could describe this to you is to imagine if you had bought a house, 
but it wasn't quite what you wanted. In order to make it how you really wanted it, it would require a remodel. It becomes really difficult, however, to remodel the home you want it to be if you can't really change or move anything. That is how I felt in my marriage. For 15 years, I was trying to remodel and make my metaphorical home better and more beautiful without the ability to actually change anything about the structure. Therefore, all my fixes or upgrades could only be superficial. I always knew I wanted to do more, but now because of infidelity, addiction, and divorce, my metaphorical home was lit on fire, burnt to ashes, and all that was left was the foundation. But now I can create rooms, reconfigure the space, and build it in the way that I pre- the previous structure would never have allowed. I was free to become anything I wanted, and I wanted to be something better. But before you can rebuild, you have to remove all the debris and ash. Then you have to look into where the weak and unstable places are and reinforce and strengthen those areas. Recovery is the process of removing debris and strengthening areas that are weak. Recovery is owning what you have control of and letting go of the things you don't. Let me be clear. Recovery is not taking responsibility or blame, but understanding your why. Why do I feel angry all the time? Why do I let him in when I don't trust him? Why do I react the way I do? Why are boundaries so hard for me to implement? Why is it important for me to be wanted? Finding and understanding the why is how you will heal and free yourself. This process can be painful and difficult to go through, but the joy acceptance and strength found in it is immeasurable. I once saw a quote that said, one of the hardest lessons in life is letting go, whether it's guilt, anger, love, loss, or betrayal. We fight to hold on and then we fight to let go. Moving on and forward after betrayal, abuse, and addiction is extremely painful. But what is more painful is holding on to something that will never be. Betrayal is the equivalent to smashing a glass plate on the floor and then hoping and trying to piece it back together exactly the way it was before. That's just not possible. No matter how hard you try, there is no going back. Your relationship will never be the same. And that is one of the reasons it's so hard for relationships to survive after betrayal and infidelity. Both you and your significant other who betrayed you have to understand that the effects of broken trust will ripple on and into the future. However, that doesn't mean that there isn't hope because there is. In order to hail from betrayal, instead of trying to hold on to what you had, you now have the opportunity to create something new. One of the hardest parts will be letting go of what you thought you had. Once you can get to the point where you know and understand that the only way forward is letting go of the past, start over and create something new, you can begin the healing process. I don't know exactly what you may be feeling or your experiences, 
but I know that we don't have to experience the same thing to understand and help one another. I don't feel like I can adequately explain and express how broken and empty I felt or what little hope I had that I would ever feel better. I thought I would have to carry this pain with me for the rest of my life, but I'm here to tell you that's simply not true. Yes, there will be scars, but the pain does not have to stay. I am here sharing my story to hopefully reach and help maybe just that one person who felt like I did, who thought no one would understand the shame and guilt that surrounded me, who thought I was unlovable and it was my fault he cheated. If only I had done something more or something else less, then he would love and choose me. I am here to tell you those are all lies. There is hope and there is healing, but it will require courage to step in and get it. Join me and together we can find courage in betrayal. Until next time, stay strong, my friend. Thank you for being here with me today. I hope you appreciated or liked this podcast. If you do, please leave me a review and or share with your friends and family. That way we can help it grow and reach more people. Thanks so much. Have a great day.